Welcome back to Write a New Song a Week for a Year Song Challenge. I'm your host, Even Moore. I'm an author, a songwriter, a spiritual coach. That you deserve a life you love. And this week we have a very special update episode because we've reached a third of the way through the song challenge. Woohoo! Very exciting that We've come this far, and I've managed every week to upload a new track. Yay, me! (laughs) You know, life goes on, you know. My whole life isn't the song challenge, so I'm very impressed with myself being able to make this commitment to myself for this challenge and to get this far and see the light at the end of the tunnel because a third of the way through is quite impressive. We're at track 17 this week. But because it's a special catch-up recap update episode, I'm going to play a few of the tracks, previews, not the full tracks because it'd be a very long show, but previews of four other tracks that sort of mark my journey through the song challenge and also that teach specific lessons because this song challenge isn't just about writing a song a week. It's about an opportunity to share and teach the message in the song, the teaching behind the song. So I've chosen four other tracks that I've previously uploaded, and I'll play previews of those throughout this episode. And then we'll end with this week's track. It's been a really interesting journey so far. Things have changed in me, you know. I didn't expect this to happen. like. My confidence has increased. I'm a very confident person. I've reached an age in life where I'm at my ripeness. As I like to call it, I'm ripe. <laughs> and, uh, but in terms of my creativity, in terms of valuing and honoring my, this passion I have to create, I am a very creative person. I love to create things. And so just even creating not just a song challenge itself, but the last few tracks I've been creating artwork for the tracks and you can see every episode in the last I think four or five tracks has its own specific artwork and so I got to create that to create the music to create the lyrics to create the the backing vocals I mean it's just a very I get to create and I upload the preview to my playlist at you deserve a life you love.com forward slash music where you can have previews of all the tracks that we've done so far. You can go and listen to them there. And of course then creating podcast episodes for the challenge itself. And so it's been very creative and I've really learned that it's my lifeblood to create things and to create things that allow me to teach and share and emote and sing and write and do all these skills all at once feels really great the other thing that's happened is i care less about people's responses i've opened myself up to trying new styles and new genres especially as the challenge has gone on because when i first started i was a bit more willful a bit more 
I'm in control. And as it's evolving, I'm less in control. And more about letting the songs um, decide what we're going to write about that week. And so it's been really honouring on that level too, because I'm very intuitive. I live by inspiration and intuition. And what feels like the next natural step in any situation? What raises my energy? And paying attention to what drains my energy. So this challenge has given me that too. It's been really healing, really nurturing. And really challenging. Because there are times when I'm working on a song. And it's hard work. It's not working. I've had to scrap at least one track halfway through the week that I spent three days working on. No, this isn't working. This isn't it. And I'm not somebody who likes hard work. But when you're doing something you're passionate about, something that you truly enjoy, even the hard work doesn't really feel like hard work, even when it's hard. When you find things that you enjoy, it's a necessary step in the process. You can't not do it. So you do it because you have something to complete. So it's been really wonderful and affirming that when you follow your passion, you follow your heart, you follow your joy, things that you create uh, feel so nurturing, so loving. And then you get to share that with other people and teach spiritual principles, uh, psychological principles, life principles about why we go through the things we go through. All because of a song that you wrote. So it's just wonderful. So what I've really have learned to do is to get out of the way, allow the music to reveal itself and embrace it as an opportunity, not just to write a song, but to share spiritual principles, to share life principles and to see where we all get caught up in life. So let's get on with track one. So the track one is called Let It All Go and it's a really wonderful place to start because it's got a laid-back R&B vibe. I'm singing it in my head voice. The vocals are kind of nice and sweet. And the track itself is about our automatic responses and our embedded belief systems. So we get triggered by things and we allow certain things to, to really get to us. It could be something that triggers a memory that we felt traumatic about when we were growing up. We were traumatized by something. And we've learned to have our defense mechanisms. When I was in the midst of all my traumas, before I'd learned to have space between the trauma and the trigger and me, anger was my thing. Red hot anger. <laughs> Whoosh, out the blue. I'm an Aries, a fire sign with Leo rising and Sagittarius moon. So it was going to be fiery, right? <laughs> Other people become bitchy. Other people withdraw and become cold. Other people walk away and uh, reject before they're rejected. We've all done things like that. So these are our automatic responses. But those things can have an impact on our relationships, on our friendships, on our work life, on our career. We just want to walk out the door, walk away, or indulge our, our trigger, or not even be aware that we're triggered. So this song is about letting all of that go, being willing to say, it's okay, I do feel this, I am feeling this, 
but at the root of the trigger, it's, I don't feel safe, or I don't feel loved, or I don't feel heard, or I don't feel seen. And the trigger that's on top of that, the acting out that we engage in, is the thing that we're being asked to let go. And just, just have a moment. See it as what it is. You're being triggered. Whatever's happened has triggered something in you. So let's listen now to Let It All Go and we'll come back and talk about track two. Sometimes you get angry and feel like just walking away. first times where I just really felt like I'm liking all the tracks but there's sounds I'm really enjoying with some of these tracks and I like this mix of R&B and uh, chilled out vocals, chilled out vibe that you know I'm developing my own styles here. So track two is called Let It Rain Down and I really, this is for another one I like, it's a mid-tempo sort of piano-led track with a nice hook in the chorus and it's all about allowing your blessings it's called let it rain down in brackets your blessing and we don't really allow our blessings when we don't truly love ourselves when we don't truly appreciate ourselves when our self-love self-acceptance self-forgiveness self-appreciation and self-awareness are not where they should be we can expect the worst. We can have gone through so many things that we always expect to be disappointed. We always expect to be hurt. We always expect the good things to go bad. We've got this idea of what life is like because we've experienced certain traumas. Or it can be too good. And Am I worth it? Do I have imposter syndrome now? Will I be found out that I'm not really that great? And People do this, it doesn't matter what level that they're at. It doesn't matter how much money they've got or what their status is. They can still suffer from deep insecurities, imposter syndrome. They can mess up their lives. They can turn to hard drugs. They can have multiple affairs and cheat on the person that they love the most. They can do anything that takes them back to that place where they have this feeling that they're not deserving, they're not worthy. They're not important enough. They don't matter enough to allow blessings to rain down on them consistently. Outrageous blessing. And an outrageous blessing for one person might just be a warm bed to sleep in every night after not having a home. And an outrageous 
blessing for another person may be about being willing to walk away from a really successful career that made loads of money but they were miserable and now they may earn less money or work in a different way but they're so much happier and they had to allow themselves to say this is what I need to really bless me and everything in between so let it rain down your blessings is really about that think about how self-honoring self-accepting self-loving self-forgiving you are and have been and how you may or may not be allowing your blessings as you listen to the track and i'll see you on the other side track I know I did and just a reminder of the song challenge parameters each track I do a rough mix of the tracks and at the end of the challenge I will be choosing the strongest tracks or the tracks that feel most cohesive as a group out of the 52 songs and choosing which ones to professionally record mix and master so you're getting the rough mix And I'm learning to be an engineer and a producer and a a songwriter all in one while I'm doing this challenge. So the tracks are mixed and mastered to my abilities and hopefully that will progress. But, you know, considering I'm doing it all on my own, I'm pretty impressed. So that's a bit of self-love and self-honouring going on there. So track three is uh, called You've Got to Surrender, or You Got to Surrender. It's not grammatically correct, but that's okay. It's a song title. But it's, yeah, we've got to surrender sometimes. And when we say the word surrender, especially if we've got some hyped-up idea about what hyper-masculinity is, or what a strong person would do, or pulling yourself up by the bootstraps and not relying on anybody, all these things that society teaches us are somehow so good that we grind and push through our pain we're seeing that a lot with athletes uh naomi osaka and simone biles recently i kind of say i'm not pushing through the pain dude (laughs) i know people are going to be disappointed but i'm i'm doing what's right for me you know and i'm surrendering to this part of me that's saying no i can't do this so that's been really helpful i think because people would hold them up as the ultimate in people who have achieved and pushed their bodies to the maximum and have become world class and they've been willing enough to be brave enough to surrender and say, yeah, this ain't working for me. And I'm doing it on this world stage, this big stage, the Olympics or 
the US Open or wherever it is where all eyes are on me. And things do happen like that. But if you don't listen to yourself before, when everything in your body and your mind and your heart is saying, in Simone Biles' case, probably, hey, don't go to the Olympics in the first place. And she wasn't listening. Or Naomi Osaka, before she joined the latest tournament that she ended up leaving, something was telling her, it ain't for you right now. You need time off. But there's this idea of responsibility and you've got to push through. And in the end, you've got to surrender because if you don't, life will make you surrender. And you end up having these big moments where you're being shown to be vulnerable on the world stage and everybody's rooting for you and expecting so much from you. But you didn't surrender, you didn't listen, you didn't trust. And so a surrender is a courageous act. But there is only so much we can control with our willpower and with our determination and what we want for our life. Sometimes there's a grander, greater plan at work. Things that look like disasters lead to amazing things. Something happened recently here in the UK where we have the Royal National Lifeboat uh, Service run by volunteers. And there have been migrants crossing the channel to the UK. And because they're in rickety old boats, they, they're, a lot of the boats are sinking and these migrants are falling in the water. And the, uh, the Royal National Lifeboat Association send people out in boats to try and save these people's lives. And they had been getting a ton of abuse from, let's say, the more right-wing, conservative nationalistic, xenophobic types. People like Nigel Farage, I'm sure you've all heard of him, and people like him, where they shouldn't be going out and saving the migrants, let them drown, we don't need these people in our country, energy. And it was all over the papers, all over the social media, and the, the Royal National Lifeboat Association had to issue a statement going, this is our job, to save people. We can't choose who we save. And But they got so much backlash and then the following day, they had uh, the biggest donation they'd ever had, £200,000 from all of the people in the UK that felt moved to say, we're not all like this. We're not all xenophobic. We're not all racist. We're not all right wing. We really understand the struggles of people, no matter who they are. And it was the biggest donation that the RNLI had had in decades, all in one day. So things that look like a disaster or terrible can turn out to be the most amazing opportunity for us to see what people really are capable of. It's not all hateful. And I'm sure in your country or where you are in your life, there's something that you can think of where it was looked like a disaster, looked like the worst thing that could happen. But you had to surrender to the process because you had no choice. And things kind of worked themselves out. So a long preamble. But I think it's important. It's a really important lesson. You've got to surrender. And it's a kind of up-tempo dance vibe for this track. Uh, using my chest voice in this one. Because I like to be moving through. I really enjoy each track being a different part of my voice. You know, before I used to beat myself up. And go, it's got to be cohesive. And you should always use your mixed voice. And it should always... No, just do you, boo. So I'm really enjoying that. So this one's in my chest voice. And so you've got to surrender. Think about how you're getting in your own way while you're listening to the track and how you could get out of your own way and, of course, in have a boogie while you're listening. And I'll see you on the other side. Even if it feels all- 
ultimately worked out okay for you. Jack Four is called Everybody's Fronting. It's one of my favourites because it's me creating a style I didn't think I could create. It was actually inspired by Amigos and Drake. I don't really, not kind of music I really listen to, but I really love how Amigos, this call and response thing they do. You know, all these, yeah, yeah, noises that they make in their songs accentuate whatever the lyric is that they're spitting, the bar that they're spitting. They get to accentuate that with making these noises. And so that was the part that was inspired by them. And it is a chilled out R&B vibe. But it's a real call and response type track. Very chilled out, with a kind of hip hop, I suppose. Chill hop vibe to it. And the actual teaching behind it is about this world that we live in, who we are, is pretty much been about presenting ourselves in the best light putting our best foot forward when we're out in public, wearing our mask and presenting an idea of ourselves, an image of ourselves that we think the world will find acceptable. And it can feel like you're suppressing or hiding who you really are. And with the advent of social media, that has become even more so because it's all about the numbers. It's all about the likes. It's all about the clout. It's about how many followers you have how much influence you have, how many people engage with you. And it can cause you to either, if you don't meet those requirements, if you've only got a low following or people don't engage with you and your posts or don't um, think what you're doing is interesting, it can affect your self-esteem. And you can, if you're insecure about that kind of thing, be creating a version of yourself that you think will get you the most likes. or Something you posted that you didn't expect to get so much traction gets lots of traction. And then now you feel locked into, I've got to do more of this. I've got to repeat this. You know, we see lots of people on social media, as they say, are on there for clout, are on there to be recognized, do the most outrageous things, wear the least amount of clothing, say the most witty things or what they're trying to be a version of themselves or look perfect all the time. We're 10 layers of makeup and 60 inch eyelashes. And we see it. We know. There's no point in me telling you. And we all try to present ourselves in the best light and put our best foot forward. But to our detriment at times, when we feel like we're hiding who we are, we're not really being our real selves. And so this track is about that. 
how we're all out there fronting, thinking that who we are and what our value is, is attached to how many followers we have, how big our car is, our house is, how much status we have at work, how many friends we have, if we're slim enough, but still have a big booty, because that's the fashion now, and 10 years it'll be be skinny again, and 10 years previously it was something else, have a thigh gap, you know what I mean? All these things that we try to do, so it's a chilled out version of that. So when you're thinking about, when you listen to track, think about how it's okay to be you, it's okay to do you, that all these aspects of ourselves are a part of who we are, but if we're only overarchingly presenting one side or attaching our value and our self-worth to how we think other people perceive us and to, to look good in their eyes, we're dishonouring ourselves. We're enough. We're enough if we have nothing. We're enough if we do nothing. We're enough if we don't fit certain criteria that we are judged by based on the society that we live in or the religion we follow or the sexuality we have. Think about how you can just be a little bit more authentically you, be more true to you, and I'll see you when this track is over. Everybody's running, everybody's running, look and see what's happening, open your third eye running, you know the world ain't right, too much sacrifice, just to stay alive, just to buy a ride. And that's the other thing I'm really loving, this desire to be original that I've always had. I just want to be me. And I do think my songs sound original. I don't think they sound like other people. I really don't. You can hear something familiar in everything because there's nothing new under the sun. But being original is really important to me. It's like, even if I'm inspired by something, how can I have an original take on that thing? which is why I'm really enjoying the podcast, because I listen to lots of podcasts, and, and I think, yeah, I haven't heard one like this, where people are using music to promote and teach spiritual principles, music that they created. And it's new, it's different. And when something's new and different, it has to find its audience, it has to find its rhythm, it has to grow organically of itself, you know. So I'm, I'm getting to be myself in a way where, it may not be the most popular or get the most likes, or but it's a valuable example of the many ways we can all create and bring who we are to the table to create our unique expression and share that with the world. So that's uh, another idea of being authentic and, and doing you. So this week's track is called Lessons Learned, but in brackets, it's got un 
So it's lessons un in brackets learned because we learn lessons in our lives. Many times the deeply embedded patterns that we have going on, and this is what I discover working with clients, that there are like deeply embedded patterns that are called samskaras, when you they're talking about it in Buddhism, I call them core wounds. Lots of people call them different things. But these are the patterns that come back again and again and again. You think you've mastered it. You think you've learned the lesson. You think you've grown. And then a few years down the line, you've learned, you're being asked to learn a new lesson to go deeper. And at the root of all those lessons for me is, it's usually something about learning about self-love, self-acceptance, trusting yourself, trusting your instincts, following what's real, what's true for you. And a good example is, so you may have been in a relationship that was toxic and abusive, and you would never allow somebody to speak to you that way again. You know, so you've got red flags because you've learned the lesson. Oh, that was a really toxic relationship. I couldn't see it when I was in it, but now I'm out of it. And I could see how I participated in it and allowed it to carry on for so long. And then a few years down the line, you've got a new person come into your life who doesn't demonstrate that blatant toxicity to you. There's something there. You can't quite put your finger on it, but it's not the terrible trauma you experienced in the last relationship, right? But there's something. There's like a little dig this person will make or there's some commitment they don't keep or there's some promise that they don't uphold. And you let it go and you keep letting it go. But there's a little twinge going on in you every time you let it go. Yeah? There's a little knot in your gut. There's a little voice in your head. And you bat it away. Because you go, he or she is not like the last person. They were terrible. You know, and everybody, no one's perfect. But something is trying to tell you, no, this person, no, this isn't it. It looks like a better version. But it's still dishonoring you. And it may take you just as long a time in this new version of this lesson to figure out I wasn't listening. My gut was telling me. Or wasn't Rosie in the garden of love? My dreams, I kept having dreams that were talking about the relationship and I was just batting them away. I kept having this tension where I could look at them and glance at them and see them look at me a certain way when they thought I wasn't uh, looking. And I saw something on their face that I, I just disregard it but it was a clue so those kind of deeply embedded pattern where we expect to be hurt or rejected or not get what we want or not expect to be loved exactly as we are those patterns keep coming back it could be money that you get yourself out of a financial hole and build your your financial future and then a few years later you're back in the same financial trap now, this time around, you've learned enough lessons to see the trap a bit clearer, but you're still back in it and you still have to pull yourself out of it. But now you've got more tools because you remember what it was like before and you don't have to wallow in it quite as much. But you are learning to see things clearer. Ah, oh, I can see when I was triggered to go back into my old way of being with my finances, not paying attention, spending too much, putting things on my credit card falling into the trap of buying things for state, whatever it was that triggered you and, and put you back into your old pattern of behavior. It could be anything. It could be your health. 
you know, that you're something that is a health issue that you've dealt with before. And then something else comes along. You go, I can't believe this has come around again. Not that you're blaming yourself for the health issue, but you might go into blame mode this time and you were asked not to go into blame mode this time. If it happens again, maybe prior to that, you've gone into blame mode, blaming yourself. I should have been healthier. I should have done better. I I didn't eat right. I didn't exercise. Enough. What's wrong with me? You might have been one of those self-attacking people. And if it happens again, you might be falling back into that pattern of judging yourself or being angry with everyone else, angry with the world. But maybe it's an opportunity to not blame yourself. Maybe it's an opportunity to love yourself. Maybe it's an opportunity to forgive yourself. Maybe it's an opportunity to say, I may not be in perfect health, but even my health doesn't define me and my worth. And you can pull yourself out of that pit of of self-attack and self-blame easier. So that's what the track is about. That we have lessons that we learn and we have to keep learning. These are our life lessons. These are the ones that keep coming back. And we've all got some version of that. So this track is the first time on the song challenge where I've been spitting some bars. Yes, I decided to do a drum and bass track because I, I like that this, this challenge is saying, try this this week. That's why I hear my inspiration. Try this this week and just let the song dictate. And this week it was, try some drum and bass. Why not? Uh, there have been some Afro beats in some of the tracks. There's been R&B. There's been jazz. There's been uh, world-type energy, world music. There's been all kinds. And so this one's up-tempo, drum and bass beat, and it's got a really interesting energy. And yeah, it's the first time I'm spitting bars. (laughs) As they say, the young folks say, I got to be down with the vernacular, my dear. Like I said, I'm ripe, I'm not old. (laughs) I really enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, So this is the final track today and we'll come back and have a little wrap up. Uh, Enjoy. Lessons unlearned.
write a new song a week for a year song challenge episode and the outcome at the end of the 52 weeks for me is really exciting because you know once I know out of all the tracks and I'll be starting to put some of those together now and I have picking the ones I really enjoy and uh, seem to get good feedback as well and even ones that don't but I still enjoy getting those professionally recording, mixed and mastered. One of the goals I have is to put certain songs forward for music distribution to be in uh, films and television because that's a really exciting thing and trying to figure out which songs would be right, that will be fun. So I'm really looking forward to that part of the process and getting 
in collaboration with other people to decide which tracks to put forward to do that. I also want to be hosting live events where I'm coaching and teaching and sharing and using my songs to accentuate the message, to inform the message in a more concrete way. Because when we dance to something or listen to something while we're being taught, we embody that with much ease. So if you're dancing to a track called Let It All Go or Everybody's Fronting after we've had a coaching session about how we wear our masks, it goes into the body and it's still an entertaining way to do that. So I'm really looking forward to that, starting to do these live events where the music is part of that. It's a really chilled out vibe. And uh, I really look forward to having a band and singing some of the tracks live and just playing recordings of other tracks. So that's on another thing. I'm keeping an open mind for the rest of the challenge about, you know, the genres and the musical direction and just keep allowing the songs to dictate to me what it is they want to share and, and following that inner creative impulse. And that's truly how I love to live my life. And being open to opportunities I haven't thought about. And yeah, just learning more skills in terms of engineering and mixing and mastering along the way. I hope to be really strong by the end, you know, learned a lot. So I can talk to engineers and producers and say, this is what I want it to sound like. Or even mix some of the tracks myself fully. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. So I've hoped. You've enjoyed this trip down, I was going to say memory lane, but it isn't really, song challenge lane. <laughs> if you'd like to find out more about me, you can go to my website, youdeservealifeyoulove.com. As I say, I'm a spiritual coach, I'm an author. I have a Kindle book out at the moment called First Awakenings, and it's a collection of short stories that are designed to increase your self-awareness, your self-love, take you down the spiritual rabbit hole. They're very entertaining stories. They're also dealing with really challenging themes of grief, sexuality, anger, domestic violence, body positivity, finding your soul family, finding your purpose, and the intersperse between each story is spiritual guidance. But it's a really interesting read. So if it sounds interesting to you, you can find a preview of that on my site as well, you deserve a life you If you want to hear previews of all the tracks in the song challenge, you can find that at you deserve a life you forward slash music. I've got a, a playlist there where you can have here that listen to previews of all the tracks. And of course you can go back and listen to all the episodes, song challenge episodes, and hear a fuller story of the teaching and the story behind each track, and listen to the tracks in full that I previewed today. Now, I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, please remember to like and rate. And I will see you next week back with track 18. And I don't know what it will be. Maybe it will be a blues song. I don't know. You haven't done any blues. But I will not decide. I will let the track decide. Until next time, love. Bye.